Coming up on today's episode of Real Talk Rentals, what constitutes an emergency in property management? We're going to tell you. Welcome back to Real Talk Rentals, a podcast brought to you by OnQ Property Management. We're here to give you the inside scoop on owning a residential rental property. My name is Ben. I'm your host. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Eric Dixon, go-to expert on all things rental property and real estate out here in Arizona. And in this episode, we're going to talk about something that uh, no one likes to hear about, but happens all the time, and that is emergencies, uh, when things go wrong. You know, what constitutes an emergency, what you should expect from your property management company in an emergency, and what your company should be doing for you. Yeah. So um, let's talk about um, when we hear emergencies around the office here, in general, I feel like that involves the maintenance department. You're thinking yep. of, of maintenance emergencies. So maybe we start there and kind of walk through what it, what is an emergency when it comes in the world of property management? Oh, yeah. So the uh, even on our emergency line, I think of, you know, listening to it. And it's like, if this is the emergency, you know, go to this option and it lists some of the major ones, right? Right. Whether it's, and a lot of those are maintenance related, whether it's AC is out in the summer is probably the most common one in Arizona. Yeah. Um, you know, they're all the way from uh, sewer backups to trees falling on the house to, you know, all sorts of stuff, right? Ironically, so, I mean, Ben, you and I went over this yesterday, like, hey, this is kind of the topics, be thinking about it, that sort of thing. Last night, I get an emergency request. Oh, um, uh, from, from one of your properties? From one of my properties. And he, that property has a pool, but a text message, you know, went to maintenance and they sent it to me and said, Hey, it's flooded like four inches. And I'm thinking like pipe burst, something pool equipment's going crazy. And the tenant thinks it's like, Hey, this is a huge emergency, dude. It's like flooding out. And in my mind being in the industry, I'm kind of like, eh, it's a water leak. It's outside. No one's hurt. Yeah. Just shut the water off and we'll deal with it tomorrow. So, you know, today it's a perfect example of like, the perception from the tenant is dude, the sky's falling. Like the world's going to end. And from the property management and owner perspective, it's like, no, this is an emergency, but it can wait till tomorrow. Sure. If we can get the water off. If yeah. we can't get the water off, yeah, we got to get somebody over there. Right. Get, you know. And, and sometimes so, it's the reverse of that where the landlord owner thinks it's an oh, emergency. Oh, yeah, dude. And the the PM and the tenant are going, hey, That's it's when good. The, when the tenant's <laughs> like, hey, there's like mold everywhere. Like, I don't know. It's all good. And the owner's like, what are you saying? <laughs> get out of there. It's like, it's been, it's been here for months. Yeah. So I don't know that that comes to mind to me is like, hey, which what are the emergencies that I would get as a as a landlord? I have on queue or another manager managing my property. What phone calls am I getting after business hours? Okay, because if I'm not getting a call, that means that it stopped at the manager and they made a choice. You know, whatever it is, if you're getting a call, then it's probably over an authorized limit, and it's health safety or health or safety related, you know, it's it's a crime, you know, crimes at the property, fire, flood, sewer backup, storm damage, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you said that, that after hours thing, because there is, there, there are times where there's things that come up that are an emergency and the property manager might just hop right into it and, and handle it and then inform the yeah. owner after the fact, the landlord. Well, and it's kind of, I, I was just thinking this now that you're talking, it's like, if it happens during business hours, it doesn't feel like it's like, 
emergency all hands on deck because it's like, no, we're here to do it. And we yeah. just do it as it, like, it could be a flood. And it's like, no, business as usual. We're going to get a, a plumber or restoration or insurance claim or whatever it is. Right. But when it happens after hours, that same thing could happen. And it's like, no, that's an emergency. I got to get people out of bed. I got to, I got to get a contractor that will go after hours. I will yeah. I have to talk to the owner who's on the East coast and it's already 9 PM. It's midnight. They're not answering. I have yeah. to make a judgment call. Do I send somebody or not? You know? Yeah. And so, you know, we do a lot of training and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of checklists to go through to say, okay, what is an emergency on the flip side? We have had emergencies that are like, Hey, my fan looks like it's going to fall off the ceiling tonight. And yeah. we're just like, sorry, it's not an emergency where I can get somebody tonight. Yeah. Turn, turn the off, fan, turn the fan off for the night, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and we'll be, we'll try and get there tomorrow. And it may be even a couple days. Like yeah. there are things that have to prioritize ahead of you. If it's a, a wobbling ceiling fan versus a flooded basement. Right. You know, absolutely. Um, so let's talk a little bit from that landlord perspective. Um, there are things, especially as I look at like people online, you know, like somebody will be upset, like there was an emergency and you guys didn't handle it. You know, the landlord's saying that, and then we'll do a little research and dig in and was like, that wasn't, you know, that was like a, a brick loose on the outside of the house. Was, yeah. That's not an emergency, you know? Um, so what are some things that you think fall into this category where it's like, you know, if you have a property management company, you should expect they would handle some of it before they even reach out to you. Right. And, and some of it, I guess, is like routine processes in our office or other property management companies offices. It's routine to us, but it could feel like an emergency. Absolutely. And a lot of times it takes years or multiple tenants are going through the cycle of move in, move out, you know, a few times to realize like, oh, this happens every year or this not every year, but this happens every so often. It's no big yeah. deal. A classic one happens every month is like rent collection, you know, and it's sure. like if like we're used to it, hey, we we push to get them to to pay obviously before any late fees or any five day notices or eviction notices go out. Like we're pushing and pushing. Yeah. But if a tenant pays five days late, sure, they're gonna have the five day notice, certified letters, all that stuff, but it's not the end of the world. Like it's like, oh, this is this happens. Like yeah. it's part of the there process. There could be a million reasons that yeah. happen. It's and a not lot of a delinquent tenant. And a lot of times it is not the tenant either forgot or hey, I was in the hospital this weekend or, yeah. hey, we were on vacation and my husband thought I paid. I thought he paid. Absolutely. Whatever. You know, usually it's one of those type of things. But to the landlord, it's just, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't believe they didn't pay. I wonder what's wrong. I wonder if they moved. I wonder if. Yeah. And that's understandable. It feels like, you know, this is their investment Absolutely. and they need that money. But like you said, we see this all the time. So we're yep. going Okay, hang on. Let's get the story first before yeah. we. And you it's know, part of the reason we wait a few days. We we're actually one of the fastest payers in Arizona that we know of that collect rent at right when it clears. We pay the owner. Yeah. Whereas you know other companies may collect rent, pay all the bills all month, and then send it at the end of the month. Sure. We try and pay them as fast as possible, but some of that means that if they do pay ten days late, they're getting their own separate statement after the fact. And yeah. They feel like, oh my gosh, the world's going to end. So obviously if it's habitual, that can be yeah. an issue, but most of the time it's a one-off. So that's rent collection is one I'd say. The, so that's kind of a routine process within the office. Another one is routine maintenance. And so things like, um, getting your AC, uh, What's the thing we do every summer? What's it the called? Tune-ups. Oh, the tune-ups. Yeah. Ups, yeah. Getting your AC <laughs> tune-up, um, where it's like, Hey, I didn't have the money for that. And it's kind of yeah. like, Hey, you should tune it up every year or, 
hey, a water heater goes out, completely dies. You have to replace it. And they're like, oh my gosh, emergency. Yeah. It's like, hey, that happens every eight. What did the tenant do to yeah. it? And it's like, well, it's 11 years old. Yeah. Uh, they didn't do yeah. anything. <laughs> we just replaced one that was from 1997. So it's got to be like they set a stick, a picture of the sticker. And so it's like 26, 23, 26 years old. I can't do math. Yeah. yeah 26 years old. And it's like, I'm kind of like, yeah, replace that, man. We got our life out of that. Yeah. Like I've got one rental. We have employees in the office that are younger than that. Yeah. <laughs> that water heater was older <laughs> than our maintenance department. Yeah. No, the, uh, the, we, my partner and I have a, uh, a rental that has an AC unit that's from 1990 still kicking great splits. We just got it serviced. And it's like every year that goes by, we're just we don't have to replace it. It's great. Yeah. But that's going to turn into, Hey, that's routine. Every 15 to 20 years, you got to swap an AC sure. every five to 10 to 15 years. You got to do a water heater. You have to do carpet and paint every few tenants. Like yeah. it's not an emergency. It's not that you had to have an emergency like fund. You should have, that should just be in your budget. You know? Yeah. And so I think over time owners of rentals are just educated and they understand like this is kind of how it is. Yeah. I, I think one thing, and this comes down to that kind of, you know, one off or whatever kind of situation you're talking about, but there are situations where it's just miscommunication where like a tenant gets a dog. Yeah. They get a puppy <laughs> and they didn't realize that wasn't allowed in the lead. Like they yeah. didn't have one before. So they didn't even read through the, the pet specifics, yeah. you know, and then they get a puppy and then we see it in a routine inspection and the landlord's yeah. like, um, what is happening? Get him out of there. Yeah, you know, it's like, like it's an emergency and it's like, hang on, like give yeah. him a chance to fix it. Yeah. You know? and give them a notice and see if they, whatever they do. We, we had an irate, you know, parent of a tenant come in yesterday and it had to do with that same thing. Yeah. It's like, well, they didn't know they couldn't have a dog. And I'm like, oh, I understand that. But you know, the, here's a copy of the lease. We do have to get the owner's permission. If you do, you know, if they don't yeah. want one, they may give you a renewal, uh, not give you a lease renewal or whatever. And it's really just talking through it. So it's, you know, yeah. I'd say pets is another one that, uh, especially is like, I'm not a pet per, I don't have pets myself, but my, almost every one of my tenants has pets. Yeah. And so, isn't you know, it funny I, how people like us who don't have pets, pets feel like an emergency. Yeah. Like you let a dog in there. You let a cat in there. Are you That's, crazy? That is actually how I used to be a hundred percent. Yeah. And then I realized that I need to practice what I preach and, yeah. and let, let, you know, let pets. I think we just signed on a property of ours and I put the pet policy as like two small dogs, one cat. Yeah. And I like wrote it out and I'm like, I've changed. You know? <laughs> You've grown. I've grown up. <laughs> I, I am, I'm learning the ways, you know, to rent my property as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about for a second here, like the people you mentioned, you know, the, the parent of the tenant coming in, like, um, I think there is a tendency, you know, like landlords are removed. They're not living in that house, right? Uh, we're not living in that house. Yeah. We're managing it, but there is a person living there. They're the resident, they're the tenant and things might feel like understandably an emergency to them that, you know, when you're looking at the broad scope of a portfolio or of just things that could go wrong, you're like, Hey, this isn't a big deal, but you can't say that, you know, yeah. how do you, how do you handle that situation when someone yeah. calls and says the water heater's out, it's the end of the world. Yeah. And so the, uh, it, it is classic and we were, I was actually taught this by one of our clients recently kind of reminded like, Hey, this is, this is what you have to do is you put yourself. So let's say, Ben, you're taking the call from the, from the tenant, the resident at the property and say, Hey, my water heater's out. And the first thing that comes to my mind is like, dude, it's September in Arizona. 
the water is already hot because yeah, the ground is hot. Yeah, you can't even hot. get it cold like, anyway. <laughs> there's no cold water here. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's just not that big a deal. But you can't say that because maybe to them it is. Yeah. You know, and it's not like, hey, I'm calling to report the water heaters out. It's like, it's out. You get over here right now. Yeah. So you have to like put yourself in their shoes. They've got all sorts of stuff going on in their lives. So yeah, put we don't yourself know. in their shoes, right? But then you have to get off the phone and you got to call the owner and say, owner, this is what's going on. And the owner may think it's a big deal or not put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to like wear both of their shoes and figure out what is the what is the happy medium here? Is does it need to be fixed? Absolutely. You are entitled to hot water. Is it going to go a long way if you prioritize that work order to get done today for the tenant? Yeah. Then yeah, get it done. If the tenant on the phone says, "Hey, the hot water's not out, but honestly, we're going out of town for a week. If you could just get it done while we're gone, that'd be awesome." Yeah. Okay. So you don't have to prioritize that as high, right? Yeah. But if they're like, Hey, I have visitors coming this weekend. We're going to have showers, like, you know, 10 people showering here this weekend. Can we please get this done? Yeah. You tell that to the owner and you say, Hey, let's, let's give the tenant a solid and get this done fast. So it's having empathy is yeah, what, what I'm, what thing. I'm getting at is, yeah. you know, this owner of ours was getting, was really helping and coaching us and saying, Hey, look, just have empathy when you call me about this issue, because this, 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 and this, you guys don't realize that I'm going through this in my life. And you know, the tenants going through this and put yourself in my shoes. It's not that I'm not willing to replace the water heater. Yeah. It's that the way you approached it was like, Hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah. It wasn't, Hey Ben, here's what's going on. Our suggestion is this. What do you think? Yeah. It was, you're just doing this. And so that we're, we're constantly learning that as well. And it's tough to look at it from all perspectives. Yeah. Because the second you finish those two phone calls, I just went through, you're going on to the next phone call completely different resident, completely different owner. Sure. And they're going to handle the exact same maintenance issue. Yeah. Completely different. Right? It's tough. I was talking to one of our property managers yesterday um, at lunch and, and she was saying, you know, you have to remember that that person who just called you did not hear your last three phone calls, oh, yeah. oh, you know? So it's like, that's I great advice. I got three phone calls complaining that the AC wasn't working, then this guy calls and says his water's lukewarm and not hot, right? And it's like- But he doesn't know those calls, Kate. He doesn't yeah. want to hear like, hey buddy, your problems are nothing, you know? Cause it's like, I'm paying to live here, you yeah. know? I, I deserve these things and yeah. he absolutely does. So it's, it's empathy is a perfect word, right? Yeah, you really it, gotta- And it is hard. Like I was telling you, um, I don't know if it's this week or last week where my wife and I, we our microwave just went out and it's like 12 years old. It wasn't, we weren't expecting it, but when it went out, it went yeah. dead. It wasn't like not working. It just like is completely dead. So as the owner of the house, totally different than when yeah. if I was renting, it'd be like, Hey, do you want to submit the work order? Do you want me to? My wife and I would decide who's submitting the work order and follow it through. Right. Yeah. When it's our own, we're like, I don't know. Do you want to go like, we could look this weekend. We could look today, tomorrow, yeah. or whatever. It's no big deal. We can work around it because yeah. it's going to cost us money. We're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But you have to realize when it's the resident, they're like, no, I'm paying rent to have a microwave. Yeah. That is an emergency. I can't make my son's dino nuggets tonight. Because- Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I mean, listen, my kids live off of the microwave and ours went out somewhat recently. And we we had kind of the, the reverse situation where it wasn't a big deal to us because I just went and bought one from Costco. Oh, yeah. And I was like, whenever you get this thing fixed, I'll return this one, oh, my- <laughs> you know? So don't worry about it because it was like, oh, we got to get the one that matches the oven. And, yeah. and I was like, hey, take your time. I got a new one sitting on the counter and yeah. it took them about two weeks. And that would have sucked if yeah. I didn't have that option. But I was like, hey, take your time. I'm not stressing about yeah. it. And, you know? and for us, it ended up being that as soon as we made the decision, 
it actually got installed within like two days. Yeah. But it just wasn't priority. It wasn't an emergency because we had control. But that's a homeowner living in a house that they own. They're spending the money on it. Yeah. You know, the management company and a landlord need to understand there is a sort of entitlement and that not in the negative sense, but yeah. an entitlement for residents. They're like, look, I'm paying good money to live here. I yeah. expect the appliances to work. Like it's okay if it's not replaced for a couple of days, but yeah. get the get the wheels moving. Like let's yeah. get on this. It, it would be like, I mean, the, this is an analogy I thought of yesterday after we talked about this, but you go to a restaurant and you get your steak and it's cold. And you're like, hey, my, my steak's cold. And they go, hey, the last three people got uncooked steaks. So I'll get to you. Yeah. When it's like, I, I don't care. <laughs> like, I just no. bought a steak. I want it the way it's supposed to be. That's so great. You know, and uh, you, you have to really think of it that way of like, you know, to that person, it doesn't matter what happened to the people before them. Yeah. They're not experiencing that. They're in the, in a different moment. Um. So I wanted to spend some time here and obviously we don't want to make fun of anybody. We're not laughing at anybody's particular situation, but we have seen some pretty crazy emergencies oh, yeah. come through here. And I, when I tell friends I work in property management, they're always kind of like, what's the craziest thing you've yeah. seen? Like, that's always <laughs> the first question. So I just no, wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit no, for and, fun. And well, there, there are some that we literally cannot mention because they're either privacy or it's just yeah. like, dude, that is so insane that they can't just, leave this office everybody just, pretend you didn't yeah, see that <laughs> and, and a lot of it is there's they're so sad too like yeah. very sad situations and just you think of the craziest thing that could happen in a home and then we find out a month later or something we've seen it all right yeah and managing thousands and thousands of doors it's like it's just a numbers game like you're yeah gonna it's have, gonna happen you've got a sample size that's so big that you're gonna kind of do everything but a classic one is every like fourth of july new year's you know, sometimes Labor Day, Memorial Day, we have firework issues. Like some dude, burns down. Like we've had full houses burned down to the the foundation. Yeah, we've had fires. We've had, uh, you know, but most of them start with, hey, we put the the fireworks we thought were dead in the black barrel next, and it was next to the house, and it smoked all night and caught the house on fire. Yeah, that's happened in the last twelve years, like three or four times, houses burned down. Yeah, like, and it's just Fourth of July. Um, We've had a uh, classic recently in the last few days, crazy storms, right? Just absolutely insane. Just the, Wind. the, the monsoons that come through Arizona, man, they're crazy. And they'll knock down trees onto houses, onto cars, onto neighbors. And then the neighbors hate us because the tree fell down. Like, dude, <laughs> I mean, you, you dealt with one forever. I, man, they, they, this guy was just blowing us up online. And, you know, when I, when I see that, I see a message. It was coming through Facebook and, I'm trying to figure out who is this guy? What property manager do I send this to? We do not manage this property. Yeah. <laughs> what is this guy talking about? Like, hey man, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, we want to help. We don't manage your property. And he goes, I know you don't. You manage the one next to me. Their tree is blocking my driveway because <laughs> it literally uprooted and just yeah. fell right there. And he's like, I can't get out of my house. That's so. And because of them and the tenants next door didn't call it in because yeah. to them it was like, well, that's not an emergency. It's not on my lawn. You yeah. know, like. I'm blocking my house. Yeah, dude. That, so those are classic. And um, I mean, roof, roof's been completely ripped off. We had um, one classic one that's like, you could Google this, is the Wig Bandit was yeah. lived, lived in one of our homes. And so he was a bank robber. Bank robbed like 10 or 20 banks. Yeah. Ended up being a resident, not not one of our screen tenants. He but, was not on the lease. It's important <laughs> yeah. to mention. <laughs> but, uh, but like FBI raided the house. Yeah. 
and the owner called us because they're like, Hey, I just got a call from the FBI who tracked me down. And they said they just kicked in the door and arrested, arrested the wig bandit. And the wig bandit was like a, a keyed term on the news prior to this. Yeah. Like, out here. Hey, it was look, like a big deal. We're looking deal. for the wig bandit. Where's yeah. a wig into a bank and robs it, you know? So, I mean that, that type of emergency is super crazy. Um, super nuts, like, uh, check fraud stuff, you know, that, that had to do with his as well. We've had tenants pass away in homes of natural causes, like no, yeah. no foul play, no issues, but crazy emergency. Once you find out and it's like, dude, the family doesn't even know we on Q property management is the first to learn of, yeah. of, of these. It's you know, awful, it's like, but it's it, awful. It, and so, but that, that would categorize under an emergency. Hey, what do you do? Like what, yeah. what, what issues, uh, arise from that? Uh, we had a car that rammed through the front of a house. It ran ran through a stop sign, drunk driver, and just went through a stop sign right into the front of a house. Yeah. Car is in the living room, you know? And that's nobody's fault. I mean, yeah. not the tenant or the landlord or anybody. Oh, dude, and just imagine like, you just wake somebody... up, you're asleep because it was in the middle of the night. Yeah. You, you're sleeping and you hear that in your house and you're like, what is going on? And there's yeah. literally a drunk driver and their car in your house. Yeah. Um, every time I see a, a house that's in front of like a T, or, or like, like a, a road, turn on yeah. the road. I'm like, dude, that someday a car is going to get my parents' house. house, the house I grew up in right on a T right. You pull into the neighborhood. If you go straight, you'll go right through. They have like four of the biggest round, thickest palm trees you've ever seen yeah. in your life. Barriers, right there. It's dude. a barrier <laughs> literally. So you can't get a car pass into their house. These things are just like, I mean, they're probably 10 feet wide. They're yeah. massive. And Dude, uh, so great. yeah, that protects their house because they knew that was going to happen. Like, yeah. so it's only a matter of time only before somebody time. just blitzes through the front. The uh, the classic like floods and fires, there are too many to count. Like it's the yeah. floods are crazy. One specific that was nuts was the bait. One had a basement and the leak was upstairs. And so it was leaking and the sub pump couldn't keep up with the leak. And so by the time they got home is six or seven feet of water in the basement. Oh my gosh. Just completely destroyed. Yeah. Know? And so, and I think it was the pump probably was working, but it failed at some point. It was probably running all day. Yeah. Right? And it, it was, was just too much pumping and pumping and pumping. And it was too much. Um, recently we actually had a lightning strike. So we've had some of those lit, light, a, light a house. And then, um, I said, these are just the most, honestly, everyone we've mentioned is in the last like year. Yeah. And multiple times, <laughs> Yeah, it's you know, a, like I, I wish we could say we only had one tenant pass away, but you know, I mean, like you said, when you're managing thousands of doors, yeah. like it just the natural no, and, and luck we, is we, going to We've happen. had, when we get a call from the police that are like, Hey, we have a domestic violence issue or we have a crime that happened here. And it's like, yeah. okay, all hands on deck. What do we got to do? And a lot of it is letting the owners know, Hey, no, we can't we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. Sorry. Like we have to let them out of the lease. Yeah. We have to let this person get away to, from this Yeah, you know? or whatever it is. Right. And so a lot of these emergencies are us educating the owners on here. Here's the statutes, here are the laws, here are the yeah. issues. Um, and it, you know, we just have to take it from there. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention one more. You wrote it down as gazebo gate, which I love was we <laughs> yes, had a guy yes, that's right. a few years ago. Um, he called the news there was a story on the news it's that like three on our side. Yeah. The, a gazebo had flown into his yard. Like literally the whole, this wooden gazebo <laughs> is just plopped down in his yard and it came from a property we managed in a crazy windstorm. It just caught the thing and yep. lifted it up and put, we were aware of it. Uh, friend of the pod, Ryan was working yep. on getting it removed <laughs> and, uh, this is one of those situations. I get it from that guy's point of view. It's like, do this right now, get this out of here. Yeah. 
but it's a giant wooden structure and it yeah. took a couple days and, and it was like it's and, not an emergency well, dude, per I remember, se. I remember too because we were trying to get a contractor or a handyman or a service or somebody to get out there and they're like hey yeah we can do it but there's like that storm went through we have like a hundred trees booked ahead of you that are blocking like traffic lights and yeah you and know, houses that are actually destroyed this or, is just you this know this is like a gazebo that like it's probably to, not totaled but you know destroyed yeah and we're just going to kind of dismantle it and put it in the tenant's backyard like non-emergency dude yeah but like and i get it i understand his frustration but it's also like you know like you said you just got to be like hey man it's look at it, the the silver lining is no one got hurt man like yeah yeah but and, he called the news and you know we talked to the news and I think, you know, we, we told them, hey, we're aware of it. We're doing what we can. I mean, we can, sometimes that's the best you can do, you know? Nobody's hurt. Nothing's too damaged. It's good. So, yeah, that's great. all right, we'll leave it on Gazebo Gate then. And uh, we will uh, see you guys next time. Be sure to follow the show wherever you listen and leave us a five-star re review if you can. It really helps out.